So I'm happy this way. You know, I really am happy. You want to know why? I'm happy for the fact that we can freely enter and experience the presence of God. Right? We can really experience the presence of God. And we can experience it freely without, you know, much effort on our part. You know, before Jesus, before Jesus came, the amount of preparation required for priests to purify themselves so they could enter the Holy of Holies, it was of a long process that they had to go through to purify them so they could enter into the presence of God. But guess what? That veil was torn in two to the Holy of Holies. That presence is now here. We can't take that for granted, right? We can't take that for granted. It's not, you know, and back then too, it was only for a select few. It was only for the priests. But guess what? We are all priests now. We are all can now enter in the Holy of Holies and have enter into that presence even here today. And we can never take that for granted. Let that be the fire under your seat right now because, you know what, we, we can't be complacent about it. We can enter into his presence, and it's a beautiful thing. All I need to do is to, to reach out to him. All I need to do is touch his garment. All I need to do is, is show up. That's all you need to do, show up and listen to his voice. And, and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to talk about listening to his voice, the forgotten art, the forgotten art of listening. Hey, have you ever heard the expression, you have two ears and one mouth, you should use them proportionally? Have you heard of that expression before? It's a good one. It's a good one. We should take it to heart. So why is that important today? Well, first because the fact that there's a lot of people that don't have anyone to talk to. That's a fact right now. There's a lot of lonely people who don't have anyone to talk to. And, you know, especially now, you know, after everything we've all been through, you know, they're, they're throughout this pandemic having to seclude ourselves or in one way or another. And, you know, if we felt lonely before the pandemic, certainly now that's amplified that feeling, right? Everyone needs someone to talk to. Everyone needs someone that'll listen to them. So we need to be effective listeners for others, right? Second, to have a good relationship with Christ, you have to be able to listen to his still small voice. Not an easy thing to do sometimes, is it? But Jesus himself said, he who has ears, let him hear. He who has ears, let him hear. We all have ears, but Jesus was saying, he who has ears, let them hear, right? So my goal today in preaching this is that we can all walk away with open ears and open hearts so that we can hear what God has for us. Are you ready? All right, let's get right into this word. My, my, my uh, text for today, and it's actually the best verse you can see for, for listening, is actually James 1 and 9. So open up your apps, look at it in your Bible if you want to. Highlight this one. And it's this. James says this. Let every person be quick to hear, quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Quick to hear. It's kind of a strange thing to say, isn't it? Be quick to hear. And, but it, it sounds simple enough. Like, you're like, yeah, okay, no problem. I'll be quick to hear, you know, slow to talk. But, it, you know, it does sound simple in principle, but based on what we see today, <laughs> I don't see a whole lot of people living this out, unfortunately. Why? Because have you ever noticed in yourself that you actually do the exact opposite of what that verse says? Right? We're, uh, you know, we're quick to speak, slow to hear, and quick to anger most of the time. That's something that we, and I think James points it out because he knows that's what our humanity is like. And maybe that's not you, but I suspect that at some degree we've all failed in listening to someone somewhere at some time. Right? If you're married, you've done it for sure. <laughs> Have you noticed that there's absolutely no shortage of opinion today either? Have you noticed that? 
Everybody wants to talk. Everybody wants to have their opinions known. Everybody wants to express something. Everybody wants to say, this is what the truth is. You know, whether you want to hear it or not, they're going to tell you because everyone's opinion is out there and they want it to be known all across the board. Everyone is ready to share their opinion, but nobody is ready to share their ears. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And it's kind of funny, really, because, you know, we treat listening as kind of like inaction on our part. We treat it like it's a, it's a passive activity. But in reality, it's one of the most productive things you can do both spiritually and relationally with others. Do you want to experience success in your relationships? Right? Not if you're married, if you're with friendships, with your neighbors, whoever. Do you want to have success in your relationships? Yeah. Well, you can do it. You can do it, uh, you know, by starting to listen. Why? Because your, your, your friendships, your marriage, in fact, all relationships are actually built through the art of listening. To listen is to love and to, to strengthen the connection, to strengthen the bond that you have with someone. Listening is one of the easiest things you're going to do, and at the same time, it's also one of the hardest. It really is. Unfortunately, the instinct to talk is stronger than the instinct to listen, and that's, that's pretty well true for everybody. In reminding us to be quick to listen, James is actually highlighting an, an aspect of our sinful nature, and it's our egocentric, kind of selfish nature to be heard by others, to, 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 you know, to defend others rather than to, to listen and to try and understand others. We, we would rather trust in ourselves than, than someone else, speak our own thoughts rather than listen to someone else's, which is exactly why true, sustained, active listening is actually a great act of faith. It is. It's an expression of our faith and a, a true expression of grace, both for ourselves and for the people we fellowship with. So as a church, it's important that we get this. Amen? It's really important that we get this. We should be really great listeners. So you're probably thinking to yourselves, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. You know, I'll, I'll start focusing on listening. You can stop preaching now. I get it. I, I don't have to, like, you know, we don't have to listen to the rest of the sermon. I get it. You know, we don't have to both focus on listening. But unfortunately, learning to listen well doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. It requires discipline. It requires effort. It requires restraint. And it requires intentionality. It doesn't just happen in one conversation either. It happens in a long, continued practice, right? Because listening happens with specific people in specific moments. That's when it happens. So does it sound like something that you're already doing? Let me ask you that. Does it sound like something that you've already got? You're an ace at this? You've got listening down? No? I don't know about you, but I think that one of the biggest boundaries to effective listening is actually found right here in your pocket. Right? This is usually the biggest boundary to effective listening. And, uh, you know, have you ever responded to your kids or your wife? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just reading the news. Yeah, I do that all the time. I'm guilty, guilty as charged. I do that continually. Uh, you know, but, you know, when we're actually trying to, and you do that, and we're doing that, even when that other person that's talking to you is maybe trying to, even your kids, they're trying to express to you something that's meaningful, that's important to them, and there we are, just absorbed into these pieces of glass and plastic and silicon right here in our pockets, right? Right? And I uh, you know I'm guilty of that. My posture is not always one of listening in every situation. We in receive and interpret sound waves with the two ears that we have, but how many people know that we also listen with our eyes? We also listen with our posture. We also listen with our body language. In fact... Do you know that 
you know, 75% of the meaning that we get from people when they're speaking to us is actually through body language, nonverbal cues. So the actual message that we're speaking is not as important as the actual posture, the body language that we're expressing along with it. Those who have ears, let them hear. The scripture is actually a call to attention. Jesus was saying, listen up, what I'm about to say is really important. I know you have ears because my father created them in you. You've got, physically you have two ears, but you need to actually use them to listen to what I'm saying. And, you know, as a preacher, <laughs> I know when someone is listening because your eyes are on me, right? And not on your phones, thank goodness. Uh, you're affirming by saying amen. Amen. You're affirming by saying amen instead of, uh, you know, instead of just sitting there with your eyes glassed and your mouth open. Right? You're actually affirming by saying amen. Your engagement is much better than just you sitting there and, and doing nothing. So to give the attention they deserve, you have to fix your eyes on people. You have to give them feedback to what they're saying. Turn off the TV. Turn off the phone. Turn off all distractions because we have to actually focus on what people are saying and tune out all the distractions. It's good practice. You want to know why? Because if you want to hear God's voice, you have to do the exact same thing. It's the exact same process. Turn off all the distractions. Seclude yourself only with him. Fix your eyes on him. And it's not easy, but it is absolutely possible. You can do it. Jesus did it. We can do it. Right? Fix your eyes on him. With your posture, intentionally tune out all other things and, and tune into the one talking. Be intentional with your listening. Amen? Yeah, I know we can do it. We can, we can be intentional with our listening. So part of the intentionality is also practicing your patience. Because good listening also requires patience. Be patient. Do not be quick to respond. Our text in, in James 1.19 says, be quick to listen, slow to speak. Don't you hate it when people interrupt you when you're speaking? Don't you hate it when people interrupt you when you're talking? Sharon, don't you hate that when people interrupt you when you're talking? Yeah, I hate it too. I really do hate it. Can't stand it. Really bugs me. My kids right now are saying, uh, you know, because there's four kids, there's four of them, and they're in the car together. And I'm sorry, Sharon, you know I love you. <laughs> My four kids are in the car right now, and one of their main arguments with each other is, you're, you're speaking over me. You're, you're talking over me because they want to have the undivided attention. Unfortunately, there's four of them. That rarely happens. So they're always calling out, you know, you're speaking over me. That rule, unfortunately, does not apply to the parents. If the parents are talking, they, they can speak up. They can interrupt us at any point in time, right? But don't you hate it, though, when people speak over you, where they, they try to finish your sentence or they interrupt you? Yeah, it's awful. Let's agree to curb, curb our desire to interrupt. Amen? Let's wait until the person is finished speaking. Look, when we're arguing with someone, I know it's hard not to interrupt, right? That's the, probably the the most time that this happens when you're arguing with somebody because, you know, you're interrupt, you want to interrupt them because you know you're right, you know they're wrong, you know what they're going to say, and you can just stop them right in the moment. Stop, I've had enough, I've had enough, let me just interrupt you there, right? And you know what? That's actually not listening either. Continual interruption is not listening. It's impatient and it's inattentive listening. And it actually makes the situation worse because the other person will believe that their feelings, that their thoughts are actually not important, right? A lot of us are too preoccupied with ourselves when we listen instead of concentrating on what's, what's being said. 
we're busy either deciding what to say in response or just mentally rejecting the other person's view even before they say it. Poor listening actually diminishes the other person. But good listening, it invites. It, it invites them to exist and to matter. I don't know about you, but that sounds like the posture that God actually wants us to take when showing love to one another. Right? I think that's the posture he wants us to take, to be, to be quick to listen. Listening also requires patience because it's, it's really rare that the person that you're talking to is actually going to begin with the most important part of what they're expressing. Right? They're not going to express it right off the, top of the, off the top of their mind, the most important or the deepest part of the conversation. They're actually just kind of just bridging. They're starting the conversation. They're breaking the ice, so to speak. So we have to be patient. We need to hear the whole train of thought from the engine right to the caboose, the whole train. We need to hear the whole thing. Because by nature, we are quick to speak. It actually takes Holy Spirit-powered patience to not only be quick to hear, but also to be quick to continue to listen as well, too, right? The whole conversation. Be patient. So guess what? This also means, you know, don't be quick to give advice either. Right? Well, we have to be quick not to give advice either. If someone is expressing some frustration or, or some problems, the best thing you can do before you actually give advice is to first show them that you understand what their feelings are, that you understand what their emotions are. And why is that? Because when, when you're a patient, you're also practicing empathy. And empathy is an expression of love. And we are called to love one another. You see where I'm getting at here? So it's important that we do that. We express that empathy. Hey, remember in the Bible <laughs> when Jesus revealed to us the importance of loving one another? He was asked, what are, the, what are the two greatest commandments? What were they? Anybody? What are the two greatest commandments that Jesus said? Love one another and love God with all our heart, all our mind. So we, we have those two things that we have to live by. We have to love one another. And showing empathy is one of those things. Right? So listening is one of those things as well, too. Good listening is actually an act of love. Poor listening rejects, but good listening actually embraces. Right? Poor listening diminishes, but good listening invites. Listening proves that that other person matters. It shows them that they're loved. Get what I'm saying? When our love for, for God starts, when our, our love for God ignites, what's the, one of the first things you want to do? When you first became a Christian, what was the first thing you wanted to do? You wanted, you wanted to listen to his word. You wanted to take up his word. You wanted to, to absorb it. You wanted to listen to his voice. You wanted to listen to God. That was one of the most important things. In the same way, when our love for, for each other starts, when we first start to love one another, what's one of the first things you want to do? Listen to the other person as well. It's the same thing. Why is that? Because good listening is part of the, the mindset of Christ. It actually says this in Philippians 2 and 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. That is a challenging verse. If there ever was a challenging verse for today, that's it. Don't do anything out of selfish ambition or vacancy. Rather, in humility, value others over yourselves. Right? It's a very me, me, me society right now. And this really challenges where we're at today. And it comes from a humble heart. It, count, it, it counts others more significant than ourselves. It looks not only to, the, to, to, you know, to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. 
we have to value the interests of others. Why? Because love is patient and love is kind. 1 Corinthians 13 and 4. Listening is a form of love. By listening, we put aside our agenda. We, we take a break from, from what we're doing and we give our attention to someone else. Listening requires selflessness and humility. It's a form of love. And guess what? <laughs> you might know this. Love is actually really good for relationships. Right? Love is a good thing for relationships. So one thing you notice as you gain experience in, in closer intimate relationships is that in most situations, listening does a lot more and achieves a lot more than actually speaking. Have you noticed that? That actually actively listening does a lot more than the words that come out of your mouth? Have you noticed that? Has anyone noticed that? Yeah. Listening achieves a lot more than the words you speak. I was just thinking about this when, when preparing this week, and maybe it's a bit obvious, but if our relationship with God is, is more speaking than listening, then there's an imbalance there too. Right? Sometimes we pray, Lord, Lord, give me the right words to speak to my brother, to my sister, to my wife, to my husband. Give me the right words to speak. But I think a lot of the time, the most important ministry we can provide to people, especially hurting people, is to lean in, make eye contact, tune out our thoughts, and hear the pain and, and listen effectively. Right? When someone is opening up to you a lot of the time, they're, they're just releasing emotions that have been locked up. And even that expression of emotion, that, that release of emotion, might just be all that's actually needed for them to, for them to feel better. Is that right, Holly? Does that sound right, right to you? Holly's an expert on emotions. That sound about right? Yeah, that's good. Good. I got the thumbs up. See, I do listen to you. Good. Good. I listen to you too. So we're on the right track. <laughs> no, it's true though. They might not even expect to, for us to say anything. They might not expect us to say anything. They might just want our listening ears. Sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes it's the only solution that's needed. Could it be that God may have put you in the right place at the right time to be just the one to listen? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think they, that could be it exactly, that you're just there for the, for the person so that they can let go of what they're holding on to, so that they can, you can just be the person to listen. Sometimes God just wants us to, to be his channel of affirming love and compassion. But that said, you know, <laughs> as well, we also have to have ears to hear, right? So don't be surprised if, if God uses you as his mouthpiece as well. Sometimes good listening only listens and ministers best by keeping quiet. That does happen. But sometimes good listening also prepares us to minister words to precisely to the place where they're needed as well. And, uh, you know, having ears to ear gives us the ability to know when to speak and when to be quiet. If you're a mature Christian, I know there's a lot of mature Christians here today, have you known when, when God is speaking through you to somebody else? Has that ever happened to you? Where, you know, sometimes you're talking to someone and you're saying you're giving words of advice or whatever the case may be, and the other person is just looking blankly and staring up into the sky and they're not getting what you're saying at all. That's happened to you, I'm sure, a hundred times. But there's sometimes when you're receiving from God and God's speaking through you, God's using you as his mouthpiece, where you're speaking sometimes simple words and you can tell it's cutting right to their hearts. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, I think that's actually uh, a time when you do have the ears to hear. And you're hearing directly from God. You're expressing and you're getting right to the soul of the person. 
And I think that's an absolutely, I, I wish that could happen every time, don't you? You know what, I think it could happen every time. Let me change the direction, let me change the narrative of that for a second. I think that could happen every time if we had ears to hear continually. Amen, don't you want to have that? Yeah, I want to be God's mouthpiece at all times. Can we pray that this morning, that we have that? Yeah, I think we can. We'll do that there at the end. Thanks for the idea. <laughs> but, man, you know what? Think about this for a second. How, how many times in our lifetimes, you know, how much has God listened to us in our lifetime? How much has he listened to us? Does he get tired of listening to us? Does he tune us out? Does he have a cell phone to look at when we're praying? No. No. Does he, uh, you know, does he in, uh, interrupt us when we're praying to him? No. No, he doesn't. We need to listen like God listens to us. You know, I have a feeling that if we have a problem listening to others, then, you know, we probably have the same problem listening to God. Right? I, th I think that might be the case. And what does that say about our spiritual life? That says, tells me that it's a, it's a one-way relationship. And it's actually what most people would call an unhealthy relationship, where it's just a one-way conversation. Right? We need to have ears to hear. Anyone who thinks that their time is too valuable to spend, you know, keeping quiet, will eventually have no time for God and will certainly not have time for anyone else. So the only thing they'll have time for is really themselves and their own self-indulgence, their own foolishness, right? That they'll only have time for their own egocentric self. But no, we need to be quick to listen. That's what we're called to do. Good listening is the perfect expression of grace here in a Christian fellowship as well. Do you believe that? If we really believe in communion, we believe in the purpose of the church today, Listening is the, the love language we can use with each other to speak into the lives of others. It may be one of the hardest things we can do, but it's absolutely worth the effort that we put into it. Amen? Yeah. So I preached on the importance of apology, which was the first part of this series. I preached on the importance of waiting on God and now on listening. So what is the common thread with all these three topics? Well, there's actually three things. So first, apology, which is kind of a, uh, stretch to forgiveness, uh, and waiting, which is a message on patience, you know, and listening. They're all skills that you can develop. They're all things that you can change about yourself. They're skills that you can get better at. So if you're impatient, unforgiving, and a bad listener, boy, I hope you have, do you have any friends if you have all those things? <laughs> Don't worry, you can get better at it. You can, actually get, you can actually get better at it if you're intentional and actually put the work into it. They can be, you know, these things might be deficits in you right now, but they can actually become your greatest strengths. They can actually become your strengths through God's grace if we put the effort into it. Second thing is that these skills are, are going to make you a better person to those around you. They're skills that are going to make Christ actually shine through you. They're characteristics that demonstrate a mature relationship with Christ. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a Christian that is mature and maturing and becoming more and more like Christ each day, each hour, each minute. It's ne you, you're never mature enough to stop. You have to keep going. You have to get better at these things so that Christ can shine through you, right? Amen. 
Which brings me to the third point, which is that forgiveness, patience, and open ears are a true reflection of our relationship with God. Christ in me, is, it, it's my only hope of glory. Christ in you is your only hope of glory. But I want people to actually see Christ in me, don't you? I want him to shine through me in everything, absolutely everything that I do. He has to be there in me shining through. It's my, it's my hope of glory, but it's also the, the glory that can be demonstrated to other people as well. I want people to see Christ in me. So let's go after Christ and his character, amen? Can we do that? Less of me, Lord, and more of you. Isn't that the call that you want on your life, to be less of me? The, the, you know, I'm a right person, but I need to have him more in me. There needs to be more of him in me than, than of me in myself, right? There has to be more of him in me. And that's what I want. Is that what you want? Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's stand and pray this morning. I want to be used as God's mouthpiece, don't you? You can have the worship team come up and <laughs> the worship holly come up. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for Holly. Lord, I thank you that she comes and does this every week. With or without a team, she's here steadfastly. Lord, I just pray that you will bless her. And bring musicians into this church as well, too, Lord. Fill this church, Lord, with people that are on fire for you, that want to have more of you, that want to to seek you out, that, that just want to glorify your name. Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for taking our old, egotistic, sinful nature to the cross. Lord, we thank you for that. We don't want it anymore. Holy Spirit, help us to become better listeners. Help us to overcome our tendency to think more highly of ourselves than we should. May we show our love through listening well. You've given me two ears and one mouth, and we know that ratio is no accident. Help me become a much more engaged, attentive listener. Help me hear what people are meaning to say and not what my own interpretation of what that may be. Help me to listen with my heart, not just with my ears. Lord, I'm so confident of your care and your, your love for me. Use me to show the same care and love to others. Shine through me, Lord, and I, I thank you that there is no one who listens as, as attentively, as respectfully, and as compassionately as you. Help us to draw closer to you and become more and more like you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Let's just sing this one last song together, and, and let's, just pray, Lord, that, let's just pray that we will become his mouthpiece in our lives. We have a, a lot of people. There's a lot of influence in this room. You have a family. You've got friends. You've got neighbors. You are the influencers out there. So let's just, just enter into it and, and just ask God to become so much a part of us that he just shines through us to everybody that's around. Amen? Amen.